And so he says to himself, you know, he says, my soul, find rest, be still, be silent. You know, David didn't panic. He didn't uh, focus on the problem. He wasn't overly focused on the problem at hand. You know, he was prayerful. He brought his prayers before God. And I love how he says in verse five, my hope is from him. You know, it wasn't that he was hoping that God was going to take him out of that situation or, or hoping that God was gonna rescue him, but he says his hope is from God. You know, he was confident that God was going to deliver him from that situation. Hello, and welcome to the Orange County Church of Christ audio sermon. Today's sermon will be led by the Orange County Singles Ministry. The focus will be on Psalm 62, verses five through eight. We hope you enjoy today's lesson. Let's get started. Good morning. My name is Rob Gunraj, and I am part of the North Orange County Singles and Professionals Ministry. And today we're gonna to be looking at Psalm 62, verses five through eight. And so if you have your Bibles, please open up to Psalm 62, verse five. I'm gonna be reading a passage, and then we're gonna break it down into three parts. And so I'll be focusing on verses five and six. Corey Pittman will be focusing on verse seven, and Stephen Rivas will focus on verse 8. So here we go, Psalm 62, verse 5 to 8. Yes, my soul, find rest in God. My hope comes from Him. Truly, He is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will not be shaken. My salvation and my honor depend on God. He is my mighty rock, my refuge. Trust in him at all times, you people. Pour out your hearts to him, for God is our refuge. And so to give a little bit of background to this psalm, uh, David is actually fleeing from his son. His son is, is, is out to murder him and take control of the throne of Israel. And so this is full crisis mode for David. Um, he has genuine cause for concern. It is a time of great uncertainty for him. And he has many reasons for worry and for stress and for anxiety. You know, will he even make it out of the situation alive? And what about the throne? What will happen if Absalom takes over the throne, his son? What about Israel? What's going to become of the nation? And what about the future? What is that future going to look like for God's people, for Israel? But I love David's response. And if we look again in verses five to six, we'll see how he responds to this situation. It says in verse five, yes, my soul, find rest in God. My hope comes from him. Truly he is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress, I will not be shaken. And so he says to himself, you know, he says my soul, find rest. Be still, be silent. You know, David didn't panic. He didn't uh, focus on the problem. He wasn't overly focused on the problem at hand. You know, he was prayerful. He brought his prayers before God. And I love how he says in verse five, my hope is from him. You know, it wasn't that he was hoping that God was going to take him out of that situation or, or hoping that God was gonna rescue him 
but he says his hope is from God. You know, he was confident that God was going to deliver him from that situation. In verse 6, he says, my rock, my salvation. He acknowledges God as his deliverance and that God would bring him to rest. And then I love his confidence in verse 6. He says, I will not be shaken. And so if you fast forward some 3,000 years later, we have many reasons to be concerned in 2020. We're in the midst of a pandemic. There's political division in the country. There's been social unrest and injustice. We have economic concerns, job security concerns, et cetera, et cetera. The list goes on. You could add so many more things to that list. But what should our response be in these situations? And I think that the example of David is what we're given in the Bible, how to respond to crisis situations. You know, David was a man after God's own heart. And so what does he say? How does he react? He is, he is still, he is silent, he is prayerful, and he puts his hope in God. And I love it in, in, in verse six once again. He has confidence. He says, I will not be shaken. And so I think if we do these things, if we respond and we are like David, that we will not be shaken either with any crisis or any kinds of events that go on in our lives. Thank you so much for listening. At this time, we're going to continue in Psalm 62 with Corey Pittman, um, and he's going to be focusing in on verse 7. Well, hey, everyone. Uh, like what Rob was saying, my name is Corey. And I want to continue where he left off at. Going back to Psalm 62, and I want to read verse 7. And right now, verse 7 has been something that has been really impacting my life in the past week. It's been something that I have been praying about, and I really hope that it's something that can impact your life too. So I want to read verse 7. In Psalm 62, David says, My salvation and my honor depend on God. He is my mighty rock, my refuge. You know, we've already had a really crazy year. But to end it all off, it seems like that all of America is held in this suspense. It seems like this fear and this uncertainty is just frozen in time because we don't know who the president is. And already not knowing who the president is going to be after he was supposed to be elected, it, it just causes even more fear, even more uncertainty, probably in a lot of people's lives. You know, to start off, we had COVID, and COVID affected Billions of people. Hatred and, and, and racism just sprung up and, and started to infest everywhere. We had division after division because of the political views that have been going on throughout this entire year. And we don't even get this, this kind of conclusion from the presidency. I know right now that there's been a lot of people 
and has been affected. And I know there's a lot of you right now who are watching this, who have been, gone, who have been going through so many things and has affected you, whether directly or indirectly. I know there's been so many emotions. I know there's been so much pain. But I, I just really want us to listen to the word of God right now. To go back to, to what this scripture is saying. And I know it can be hard for a lot of you to hear some of these things. Because I know there's been so many things that has been happening inside of your life. I know there's been so much pain. Because a lot of what the world wants us to do is it wants us to think about the things in the world. It wants us to, to depend on things in the world. And, you know, I've been spending a lot of time with my family. I've been spending a lot of time with my friends. And it, it seems like right now, people want to depend on whoever is going to run the country to have the answers to the problems that have been going on in our life. A lot of people have been depending on, on who is next or who is to stay to resolve things, to resolve the hatred, to resolve the racism, to rid it all completely. But you know, the world has always thrown these things at us. The world has always said to, hey, put your security in this. Put your dependency on this. This is where you're going to find the answers. This is where all of the, the hatred and the pain are going to go away. But that's not, that's not where God wants you to put your hope. He doesn't want you to put your security, your dependency on the things that the world wants to offer you. It wants you to, to, to look at somebody's policies and, and to, to view it as their salvation. Whoever, or however somebody's going to run the country, that this is how we are going to be saved from these things. But again, I want us to take a step back. And I want us to go to these words here in verse 7, that my salvation is dependent on God. Again, I don't want to delegitimize the things that you've been feeling, the things that you have been going through. I know there's a lot of feelings, there's a lot of emotions, there's a lot of things that have been going on. And I feel you right now. And I know you're going through things. Whether you have been a Christian for a while or you're just watching this right now, I just want you to know right now that the world does not have the answers for the things that you are searching for. That when David is talking about that his salvation is dependent on God. He's not just talking about the salvation of his soul eternally. He's talking about the salvation of, of the hatred that, that is against him. He wants to be saved from this pain, this suffering. He wants to be saved from the division that is happening. And I know right now that we are right now crying to God. We are crying out to be saved from the things that are affecting us right now. We want to be saved. We want to get rid of the things that are happening inside this world. Again, I don't want you to go to the world for the answers. And to put your dependency 
on God and God alone. It is only through him that we could have not only just salvation of our souls, but salvation from everything that we have been going through. You know, before I was a Christian, I only depended on myself. That was all I ever did. And yet it led me to a life of complete and utter chaos. I didn't know what I wanted for my life. And because I depended only on myself, I was left in ruins. And it wasn't until I became a Christian and learned about the salvation that God had in my life that I was able to not only know that I'm secure in heaven, but also that I am saved from every single pain that I have felt. So please, if there is anything that I want you to hear right now is to put your dependency on God. To know that he has this mighty rock for you to lay your foundation on and to build on. I want you to put your hope in him and to seek him for refuge, not the things that are in the world. So right now, I want to hand it off to Stephen because I know Stephen has amazing practicals and he has things that could help us get closer to God. So thank you so much for listening. Hello, my name's Stephen. I'm from Coastline. I'm a single in the ministry. Uh, so picking up from Psalm 62, verse 8, David says, Trust in him at all times, you people. Pour out your hearts to him, for God is our refuge. One thing I want to highlight what David is saying is the all times. What does that mean to you? When it's convenient? When life is going good? We know that David trusted God in the good times through praise and worship. But how did he trust in the bad times? David is experiencing crisis and doesn't know what's going to happen. Rob mentioned that we may be feeling similar emotions with the pandemic, political tensions, social unrest, economic concerns, and job security. I could tell you three of my biggest insecurities this year have been my finances, my father's cancer, and social validity with my job in the healthcare profession. I've wanted to take things to the extreme and take things into my own hands. Contemplated van life, and I've contemplated dropping everything and switching careers, and I've contemplated what life may be like when my father leaves this earth. And it's very sometimes heavy and heartbreaking for me. See, David, does a good job of showing his awareness and his response to times of crisis and affliction. He instructs us to pour out your hearts to him, for God is our refuge. So I ask you, where do you go to seek refuge? I know where I go. I love to take long drives, go to coffee shops, libraries, play music, and exercise. Before I was a Christian, I did things similar to what Corey shared. I wanted to lean on my own understanding and search for immediate releases. I seek isolating myself 
impurity, partying, and ungodly behaviors to cater my emotions. But however, as a disciple this past year, I've learned to do what David's response in this passage says. Verse 5 says, My soul find rest in God alone. I no longer people please or please myself. I try my best to, to not do either of those. And I think it takes knowing your identity in Christ to know where you go to seek your refuge. So that's step one. But I find the last statement in the passage to be key. And that is, God is our refuge. You see, it's not singular, it's plural. This past year, I've been reminded of how I've been able to take refuge in my brothers and experience encouragement with my sisters. I've learned to be open during times of temptation and sin through group texts on my phone with my single brothers. I've learned to free write petitions into prayer so, my, so that I may have the peace that transcends all understanding. I've learned to memorize scriptures for personal afflictions. I've shared in the past that I've struggled with uh, alcohol abuse. So I have a list on my phone that I keep when I read the Bible whenever I see something that triggers that, um, um, that past that I can run to as an arsenal to fight with the sword of the spirit. But most importantly, I've learned to develop close friendships with my brothers. You see, God has answered this prayer and has even blessed it. Growing up, I used to think that I was too Christian for the world and too worldly for the Christians. So that would tend, or that would uh, cause me to do away with the churches that I grew up with. I always wanted friends that enjoyed uh, having God first, but also enjoyed the things that I like to do. And that was my constant struggle. I'm so grateful to have brothers that I can enjoy life with. I get to go surfing with brothers in this church. I get to go to coffee shops and study the word. I get to play guitar with Corey and Mike Tan from Coastline. One thing I want to leave with you guys is three things. The bottom line is God is our refuge. Let's go together. We're not alone. He's our allegiance and a trust in him at all times. Okay, God wants us to take refuge in him so we can be filled with the spirit so we can pour out into others, all right? To love him with our full hearts, our mind, will, and emotions. To love our neighbors by being all things to all people for the sake of saving some so that we can make disciples and unite the nations. So with that, we're gonna hear from Corey again as we get ready to take communion. Hey everyone, uh, before we go into this song 
and take communion. I wanted to help lead our thoughts uh, into this time. Uh, and I wanted to talk about this song because I think it's really important for us to not just sing songs, but to sing them with truth, to know what we're saying to God. And not only that, but to believe in what we are saying to God. It's an amazing time to worship God, not, not just with our, our voices, but, but with words and with full hearts. You know, in this song, it, it's called Nothing Without You. It talks about, oh God, peel back the layers of my heart. I want communion. I want fellowship. I want to be with you where you are. You know, right now, maybe some of our hearts have been calloused. Maybe some of our hearts are hard right now. But do you have faith and do you believe that God is the God that breaks hearts of stone, that gives us a heart of flesh, allows us to be open and be vulnerable so that we could be as close as possible to him? And if that's you right now, I, I pray right now that as you sing this song, you could trust and allow God to peel those layers back. It talks about how we're nothing without him, that we're barely breathing. His heart is our refuge. You know, God's heart is our refuge. God is the one that gave us everything that we have. Without him, we don't have breath to breathe. Without him, we don't have a heart that keeps us alive. He could have done anything, and yet he decided to give his flesh and to give his blood for us so that we could be with him forever. He said to his disciples that you are my friends and that I am sacrificing myself for you. God's heart is our refuge. Love the last line when it says that when we're tired and weak, Lord, will you carry me? And when I am broken in two, pull me through. Maybe right now, you are completely broken. Maybe right now, you are tired and you are weak. And right now, I just really pray that during this song, during communion, you could think about what God has pulled you through and what God will continue to do until the day that he comes back and we can be with him forever because of the sacrifice that he has made for us. Let's pray. Father in heaven, I'm so grateful for the God that you are, the God that we are allowed to be in your presence, the God who created our very soul, and yet you were the God that sacrificed himself for us. God, I pray that not only can we put our hope, we can put our dependency, we can run to you because you are a refuge your heart is our refuge god i pray right now that you can pull us through anything that is going on in our life thank you god for your salvation and your amazing grace and it's christ's name i say this amen we hope you enjoyed today's lesson and look forward to being with you next week you can find more information about our church on our website OCChurchOfChrist.com. You can also watch live services on our Facebook page and YouTube pages, which are located on our website. Thank you for listening, and may God bless you.